0: Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Back and better than ever, baby. It's the good guys. Jarvis Jeffries with Terrence Smith. What's good, guys? And Nick Ealy. With them. And here we go. Ready for week 11 predictions. Also, week 11 Thursday night football on Prime Video. We're going to recap that. The Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. But first, we just want to let you know that the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, follow to the hottest podcast going on in the world right now. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, the the Green Bay Packers, this was kind of a must-win game, let's be honest. At four and six, the Green Bay Packers needed to continue, you know, the momentum from last week. They went into Dallas, I mean, at home, they beat Dallas, and guys... I could have sworn, like, they act like the Dallas Cowboys was like the Philadelphia Eagles or something that you would have, the way they moved them up in the uh, in the power rankings, they went up about six or seven spots. People started to say that, okay, they're going to make the run off of just one win by beating the Cowboys. Nobody gave the Titans a chance. The Packers were three-point favorites. They did not get the job done. Terrence, I think you went with the plus three and a half on that spread. I think you got that right. I think we all did. I think we all yep. got the Titans right as a whole. The Titans win. They beat the Packers in a cold game. We saw some snow flurries early on. I hate that stopped, but that was that I love to see snow in football games. It ain't gotta be a whole lot, but I love to see it. We knew that the Titans were built for this, though, guys. We said this. And uh, even though Derrick Henry came short on the hundred yards that I needed him to get on my parlay, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good though, because like I, at least we we were right, we're credible. We we said the Titans will win and why. But, guys, I just want to say this before you all give your take. The Tennessee Titans, now 7-3 and three under Mike Vrabel. We talk a lot about A.J. Brown and how stupid that looked by them trading him to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles finally lost their first game of the season, and we're in week 11. You know, it took 10 weeks before they got their first loss with A.J. Brown, so we know it was a good move for the Eagles. But the Titans are 7-3 and three without A.J. Brown. And on Thursday Night Football in Lambeau Field, Ryan Tannehill was surgical. Guys, what do you say about the Tennessee Titans? It was so much talk on Thursday on all of sports media about, is this the game for the Packers? Is it a must win for the Packers? Nobody's saying anything about the Titans, though. And now they're, they just keep winning under the radar at 7-3. and three. Let's start with Nick. What's your take on the Titans and the Packers? And is it time for the Packers, finally, to react or relax?
1: I think if I look back at it, I've probably been one on the relaxed train uh, for the Packers for uh, for the season up to this point. And I think it is time that I switch trains and get on the react train because the Packers are definitely in some trouble. Uh, the Titans are a good team, don't get me wrong. You know, they're leading, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're leading the AFC South at this point. Uh, you know, something that you know maybe a lot of people didn't quite expect them to do. They thought maybe the Colts would be a little bit better uh, competition, and a little bit better team than what they've been so far this year. You got to give Mike Re- Rebels some credit. Uh, like you said, a 7 and 3 under him. Um, you know, they kept it simple, although they did make make. You know, what a lot of people would term it as a mistake. Um, a mistake. I'm glad they made. It, certainly, in trading AJ Brown, uh, <laughs> they stuck to their roots. They've been running the ball. You know, Derrick Henry has uh, still been Derrick Henry. Obviously, he's leading the league in, in rushing. Uh, I think I just saw earlier, a little over 1,000 yards uh, for the season. So what they're doing is clearly working. Uh, you can't knock him for that. But, uh, you know, for the Packers, it's uh, it's looking rough for them, man. I mean, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he still looks like he can be an elite quarterback. But he has, you know, he doesn't really have anything to throw to. And it's,
2: it's showing. So uh, I think they're definitely in some trouble. You know, I think we've been kind of we've been kind of bailing uh, Aaron out a little bit this season because just just tonight, um, this, this previous game against the Titans, he missed uh, Lazard a couple of times wide open for big first downs. So I don't I don't want to keep hammering on the notion that he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Does he have great all-pro receivers? Probably not. You know, Christian Watson seems like he could be on his way to being one. Uh, but there were plays uh, plays out there to be made, and Aaron Rodgers just simply didn't make them. And I don't think that's, the, that's an indictment on this entire season. But at the same time, as a collective unit, this team is just not good enough. And, the, and it's just that simple. I don't know what the fix is. Maybe, you know, hey, just get ready for next year. Try some things out towards the end of this year. Because I don't think that they really have a chance in hell of making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, no, it's definitely time to react. If, if, if anybody's still relaxing, they are smoking some stuff that I don't want to name on these airways. But,
0: uh,
2: yeah, the, great, the Packers are just not good
0: enough. <laughs> that's right. The Packers,
2: uh, the Packers couldn't cut the mustard.
0: They couldn't cut the mustard. And I think it's time for them to hit the bricks. Because it doesn't look like they're going to make the postseason now. That's for sure. I think when they come back from their bye, they have the Philadelphia Eagles. Ouch. And then they got a few games that's winnable. Then they got Miami. And then they've got – um. Chicago, you know, who's to say about that game going into Chicago right now? It, it may be winnable. It may not be, The you know, the way Justin Fields has been playing. It's just too much of a – it's too deep of a hole for Green Bay to climb out of. I think that's it for the Packers. I told you all I didn't think that they would make the run that people thought that they would make just because they finally got a win. People forget they finally did get that win, but it was after five straight losses. And it was against a team that Aaron Rodgers usually – Beats and makes a fool of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that wasn't the Dallas Cowboys out there tonight in Lambeau Field. That was the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, the Moose, running over everybody, doing what he does best. And even though he didn't get the 100 yards that I so needed him to make or get, Ryan Tannehill was surgical, again, ladies and gentlemen. And the receivers the people who really, you know, didn't make plays, the team, the offense that didn't score a lot of points in the second half, they did just fine on Thursday Night Football. And Robert Woods came to life. The rookie, Trey Burks, he showed up getting over 100 yards receiving. Um, the Tennessee Titans, as we know what Henry does, the defense, injuries or not, they still make enough plays, they still can somehow get enough pressure. Harold Landry going down in the in preseason training camp. You would have thought that, oh man, it's going to be one of those one of those seasons for the Titans. But no, they just kept it going. Somehow, some way, Mike Vrabel finds a way. Todd Downing, he's been criticized heavily in Tennessee and Nashville, but tonight a great great game of play calls. I thought he dialed it up nicely. He hit him with a little bit of everything. It was very balanced, and the Titans get the win at seven and three. They keep on moving. Uh, what does this say about the green bay packers guys like is this 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 season may be over with but w- where, where do the green bay packers go from here next season like what are the plans what are the plans to do definitely replace Devontae. they didn't do that very well but even though it looks like there could be a future with this watson guy and lazard is starting to come into his own randall cobb didn't have a bad game but they just can't get the job done they can't get enough stops Defense not looking that good. I mean, like, what what do the Packers do? Are they in rebuild or reload mode for next year? This, this could be bad though in the future. I don't know. What what do you guys think about that before we move on? It's Green Bay. So I get. Yeah, go ahead. I guess what I would say because I was thinking about what you
1: know, kind of what Terrence was saying earlier about how you know Aaron Rodgers maybe needs to get a little more blame than what what a lot of people are giving him. Uh, what I will say is, I, I I would say I agree that the time where we would look at Aaron Rodgers and expect him to lift an average to mediocre group of receivers and be able to carry them to a greatness. I think that's over without the support of a, a true number one, you know, a Devontae Adams, a Cooper Cup, a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, you know, somebody on that level. I think he needs to have one of those guys. And then he if he added that with this group that he's got now, then I think he could still be, you know, pretty close to that level. So, um, you know, if the Packers don't believe it's over, maybe they try to make a play for Odell Beckham. I know OBJ wants to deal on a contender, so that you know that seems like a very long shot. Uh, if he's unable to get the multi-year deal that he's looking for, then maybe in, uh, this offseason, you know, he and Green Bay have, have that conversation. Um, past that, I mean, you know, you got to decide: Hey, are we still going to play for the? You know, the couple? Of, what they to air Rodgers to? Two years? Three years? At fifty million dollars a year, do we do we are we planning to keep him for all three of these years? Is he going to want to be here for all of these years? Uh, you know, so as far as their future, it's going to get very interesting. Uh, I think they will probably start looking towards it sooner rather than later, and uh, you know, we'll have to see where it goes.
2: All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every every bit of that. They they've got some decisions to make. I don't think they're in that bad of a spot. Uh, because Aaron Rodgers is not a bad quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's just coming off back to back Super Bowl. I mean, not Super Bowl, but MVP. So, you know, he's not terrible, but I just, I also think that maybe hes off, he also has to recommit because he missed a lot of time in the offseason where these young receivers were out there without their starting quarterback. So maybe a little, re, a little recommitment from him and maybe add a player here, a player there, and uh, they'll be fine next year, not this year.
0: Can the Tennessee Titans win a playoff game if they started right now today? Wild card, on the road or at home. What do y'all think? Can the Titans win a playoff game?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Who are they
0: playing? I don't know. I'm just asking can they win a playoff game. It doesn't matter who they're playing. I mean, if
2: if the playoffs started right now, they'd probably be playing like, I don't know, like Miami or somebody
0: maybe. They they would be a third seed if they started right now because of them dominating the AFC South, having the lead. They're going to win the South. And uh, they got so they, seven weeks, or
2: they be playing my Ravens, which is just that's fair, right? We just meet up every year in the playoffs, is what we do. Now, yeah, that, now
0: y'all, y'all are, uh, y'all are fourth seed. Who's the fourth seed? Oh, the, the Ravens. The Ravens. Okay, yeah. Okay. So they,
2: so they be playing whoever's was one like the the last wild card or something.
0: Yeah, I think they. be uh, I, I think the Ravens. I looked. I I I went over it just um, last episode. I would have to. Pull yeah. it, I would just have to pull it back up, which would take. They
2: be playing like the Jets or something, and I, I mean, they yeah, could that's win right. the game. It'll be the Jets If I had team. to pick, I would, I would pick the Jets, bro. They can win the game. It, I, wouldn't, it, I wouldn't. I'm pretty sure that the 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 line on that game will be like a plus one or something. Like it wouldn't be.
0: It, would it be the be Jets. anything
2: huge. Yeah. It definitely would be yeah, the
0: Jets. Actually, guys, you, you know who they be playing? The Jets. The Jets. No,
1: they be, they be playing
0: the
1: Buffalo Bills.
0: No. No. The Bills are the six the six would play the three, and then the, the, the three, the third seed is the Titans. So it'd be Buffalo at Tennessee. It'd be the Jets at Baltimore. I mean, yeah, the okay. Jets at Baltimore. That's, that's yeah, that's what. Yeah. Okay, that's what he meant. Says. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So now I'm picking, I'm picking. Yeah, I'm picking Buffalo in that game for sure. But uh but
2: can they can they be Buffalo? Yeah, but I would still pick Buffalo.
0: Okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay, I I thought we were still talking about Jets and Ravens, but yeah, okay, yeah. Y'all would pick Buffalo against Tennessee, but again. That's if the playoff started today. We don't know where Buffalo right. will be at by then. But I just wanted—I just wondered if you all thought the Tennessee Titans could win a playoff game. Uh, again, that, that that game would be in Tennessee. That would favor both teams, I guess, kind of. But yeah, we, we'll see. But right now, the Titans at seven and three. Um, if the Chiefs win on Sunday, that's the only team that's gonna have seven. Well, the Ravens are gonna play. The Jets are gonna play. Uh. I forgot who the jets are playing. They're playing the Patriots. So yeah, they have a chance to have seven wins as well, but I I, I don't know, man, the AFC really the whole entire league. It's just up for grabs for anybody right now. It's so unpredictable. And that's what we love about the game. Uh, it's kind of getting back to that. Nobody's dominant. Nobody's just, there's no clear number one, not even Philadelphia. I don't think so. (coughs) Even though we have to talk about Philadelphia and some of the moves that they made the past few days here, we'll, we'll do that here uh, later in the show. Uh, Kevin Durant, he made some comments. I want to know what you guys think about that. Also, about uh, his Brooklyn Nets, uh, some stuff toward you know Kyrie. I think uh, is it time for KD to get traded? Uh, can Brooklyn just can they keep this going with Kyrie when he comes back? I don't know. It's just KD's just doing a lot, and it's a lot of talking and it's a lot of back and forth. And I know Kyrie has a lot to do with this, but hey, he's trying to make his point and explain on why he asked for a trade. So we're going to get into that also. But um, right now, let's get into some more of these football games, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, Sunday. Not a lot of games that are very interesting, so we won't waste a lot of time on them. The Carolina Panthers are going to Baltimore. I think we all believe that the Panthers are better than what people want to give them credit for. But at and at a five at a plus five twenty, it looks great to pick them. But I'm probably not going to do that. Baltimore Ravens, I'm sure, is going to win that game. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Indianapolis to play, the, to play the Colts. I've been saying here that I thought the Colts would be the first team to beat the Eagles. And I thought that for certain when Saturday got there and then he got a win. But I did not know that Washington would beat Philadelphia that soon. They did so on a Monday night just this past week. Uh, but I'm sure you all, all you guys have the Eagles to win that game. Um, the Jets and the Patriots, that's really not much to talk about. Who knows who could win? It could I think the Patriots actually stole the last one. And so now the Jets have to go to Foxborough. That'll be interesting somewhat for the AFC East because it is surprisingly good. Uh, the Commanders at the Texans won't waste any time on that, but Chase Young is returning. We think the Commanders will get that win. The Rams at the Saints. This could be a trap game for the Rams, uh, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know who the trap is for, to be honest with you, but the Saints, they're pretty good at the Superdome at home. They'll probably win that game, uh, especially if Stafford can't go. But I think Stafford may play. Lions at the Giants. I'm pretty sure everybody wants the Giants to win, and they probably will. But we know that the Lions will make it a game because they can put up points. The Bears at the Falcons. That could be pretty interesting. Mariota. Justin Fields. That should be intriguing. But, again, just not enough to talk about or waste our time with it. Atlanta. Atlanta. In the AFC, in the NFC South, there is something to watch against. uh, You know, in that race with Tampa Bay, but I think Tampa Bay is still going to get it. Cleveland at Buffalo. That game is being moved from Buffalo due to the snowstorm that's coming in to Detroit. Buffalo needs that win, though, guys. Raiders at Broncos. uh, Still waiting on the Broncos head coach to get fired, and uh, it sounds like Russell Wilson is struggling because he's actually using some old um, signals. Some old Seattle Seahawks signals or something like that, and people are picking up on it. So this is also uh, helping him struggle. Let's get into some games that matter. Some games that, I mean, I don't mean any harm. I wouldn't say matter, but some games that are more interesting, more meaningful. Games with teams over 500, both. The Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. All right, let's start with Terrence. We got the Cowboys right last week, losing. Well, I did. I knew they would lose to Green Bay. But do y'all think the Cowboys are going to lose two straight? They have to win this. Well, they don't have to win it. But if they can yes, win they this game, if they win this game, it really does say something. It's a statement. The Vikings made their statement last week going into Buffalo. Can Dallas do the same going into Minnesota? It's not cold. They're inside. They're inside a dome in Minnesota. Terrence, give me your take on the Cowboys at the Vikings. And I know you really do like the Vikings.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do like the Vikings. I also think that um, they, they pass a lot. So this should be a game where – um, Michael Parsons should have a, a good bounce back game. He really didn't do much against uh against Green Bay, but at, at some point if you already but we've dubbed him as the best defensive player in the league, then you gotta show it night in, night out. And he didn't show it against Green Bay at all. And he give he gives our boy uh um is it William that 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 kind of shoots down on him a little bit.
0: Shoots down on who now? He's, Oh, Michael Parsons. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. It gives them a little, a, little, a, a yeah. lot more credibility. That's him. <laughs> uh, but uh, so it's time for Michael to bounce back because William William is already kind of, you, you know, put the spotlight on him saying that he's he's a little bit overrated. So I'm going to say that Michael Parsons has a bounce back game and uh, Dallas gets an upset win, maybe by a field goal. Okay. Let me ask you who who do y'all think is favorite in that game if you're not looking at it?
1: And a half point favorite. <laughs> That's
0: ridiculous. In, in Minnesota. In, in Minnesota. Now, why is that? I
1: find that I find that very interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm, so it, do if, I. I'll, I'll say it this way: If I was one to believe in other factors going into the outcome of games, other than <laughs> other the players' performance, uh, player performance on the court or on the field. I would say that that one is a trap. I, I'm gonna lean towards Minnesota on this one. It doesn't make sense to me why Dallas would be the favorite. I think Minnesota may pull that one. I think it, I think they may win the big. Okay. If I was one, okay. If I was one to believe in that sort of thing.
0: Uh huh. Um, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, wow, one and a half for Dallas. I, I'm trying to think like, can they get the Kirk Cousins? Breaking down the X's and O's, just looking at it from from that point of view, uh, I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys could do so, and I'm sure that they could, you know, have a decent running game. Uh, I I just have to go back to if they get into this shootout, if Minnesota has their way scoring, if they can do more, if they can if they can score enough on Dallas defense, how much can Dak keep up with Kirk Cousins? How much can Dak and CeeDee Lamb keep up with Kirk? And Justin Jefferson. I don't know. I don't think they can. I don't think they can hold on. I think they're going to run out of bullets before the Vikings. If it, if it turns into a shootout, and you all know, I think Dak is holding the Cowboys back. Give me Minnesota. Uh, I I love to take that plus. Um, oh, I'm taking that plus regardless. Yeah, yeah. So moving on, we we we've got the Vikings. Terrence has the Cowboys in an upset. He could very well be right. We'll see. I just don't understand why the Cowboys are our favorite. But they do these things sometimes where it's like, huh, what did they do that for? What did they do that for? And I'm not sure yet, but, hey, we're definitely going to find out. Okay, so moving on, we have – I thought that was the most important game so far as I skipped through a bunch of those, the the Bengals and the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, Yeah, T.J. Watt is back. Uh, I don't know about Minka Fitzpatrick, but they're coming off of a win. The Bengals need this win, though. Uh, Jamar Chase is still out. But the Bengals seem to be doing just fine before they went on their bye. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the Bengals will get that. Now the Sunday night game, very interesting, much more interesting. The AFC West, a division that we thought was going to be the best in the league. But, you know, it it hasn't. It's been more of the AFC East and the NFC East. The East Coast has just been taken over in the NFL this season. But the Chargers, they lost the last time against the Chiefs, but it was a good close one. This is actually when Justin Herbert first got the rib injury. He's been playing most of the year without Keenan Allen. Mike Williams has been in and out of the lineup. Joey Bosa's been out. I mean, you name it. The Chargers have not been 100%. But they're still hanging in there at 5-4. and four. They're at home. They've got the Chiefs. All right, let's go with Nick first on this one. Who wins this game and why? So, in that same
1: vein... Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and DeAndre Carter or are all limited in practice uh, today. Uh, all three are, uh, excuse me, not all three, but uh, Mike, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are looking to return on set on Sunday. Uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs uh, put Nicole Hardeman on uh, on IR, and I think they are short somebody else. I think Juju may be still out. Don't quote me on that. Um, and so, you know, the, the Chiefs are looking a little depleted uh, on their offensive forces. Obviously, the, the Chargers are getting some guys back. And at the end of all that, I still don't care because I think Patrick Mahomes is the best thing walking in football. And I expect him to carry this team to a win. I'm going with the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, man, I'm going with the Chiefs also. I uh, I just, the Chargers, with, with all the injuries and just the ups and downs throughout the year, uh, if they were 100, percent they would struggle with the Chiefs. But even if those guys come back, I just I just think them being hobbled uh, and the Chiefs firing on the cylinders they're firing on. Now they are they will they might be missing some receivers as well. Uh, but I'm just going to go with Patrick Mahomes, pretty much 99 percent of the time over Herbert until I see something different, especially with injuries.
0: Hey guys, and, what's... Herbert,
2: ha- and Herbert having an injury himself.
0: Uh huh. Hey, can can one of you guys give me the, the Kansas City Chiefs record, please? The
1: Kansas City
0: Chiefs are seven and two. Seven and two. Okay. Oh, they already have seven wins. That's right. And they're coming off the bye. Are they coming off a bye? Or did they play last week? No, they're coming off of a bye. I believe. Um, I think you're right. Ah, uh, seven and two. Man, look, the Chargers need this game more than the Chiefs. The Chargers are at home. Um.
1: They played the Jaguars this past week.
0: Okay, they're not coming off of a bye.
1: That makes me even
0: more confident to go with this pick. I'll be different here. I think the Chargers get them back on this one. If I'm not mistaken, they've already lost to the Chiefs, and it was a very close one. I think that regardless if those other guys come back or not, man, they played my Niners last week, and I saw enough from Palmer and and all those other guys who still make plays, and they still do enough. And Derwin Davis is still running around that box, uh, around the line of scrimmage, out 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 in the secondary, Khalil Mack is still there. I think that they, they can keep this game close, the Chargers can win it. I'm going to go with the Chargers on that one. Okay, so now, moving on, there's really nothing left but the Monday night football game. Cardinals. Yes. Hey, yes. Jarvis, okay. Yes. Did you call him Derwin Davis? Dur- uh, did I say that for real? I think I said Derwin <laughs> James. <laughs> if, you
2: did, that's bri- if you did, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I don't I think – You say, Derwin Davis. I don't think I did, but I don't know. I might have did. It did. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have I'm, to go. I'm gonna be sure to run that one back tomorrow. I think yeah. Been there with David.
1: Like, Come on.
0: And if I did that, if I did, that's ding dong, right? If I'm not mistaken.
1: Ding dong, yeah. That's ding
0: dong from the game. Yeah, man. I, I might have did say that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? You know what? Watching the game on Prime Video, I have been kind of binge watching the game. So maybe I saw that in my, you know, profile. As I was as I was Probably. going back from the game, and I'm not it, he may still be on my mind. I don't know. <laughs> Old Derwin, ding yeah. dong. Uh but anyway, moving on with the games. I don't have anything else but Monday Night Football. And then we can get into this KD talk. Uh but Monday Night Football Niners Cardinals. This is a home game for Arizona, even though it's in Mexico City. Guys, let's start with Terrence on this one. The 49ers. Yeah, they won last week against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. It wasn't pretty, but they got the win. You know, I complained about it, but hey, you know, I'm not easily impressed. I'm not easy. I'm not easily be satisfied. Uh, but look, the Cardinals won last week without Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy mm-hmm. beat the Rams. Colt McCoy may play Monday night. We don't know yet. It's up in the air. Kyler Murray says he feels better, but he's still unsure about him playing on Monday night. He has a hamstring injury. Guys, I want to ask you this. Terrence, you first. Are the Cardinals better off without Calamari? And and who wins this game? I
2: don't want to say that, but let me ask. Because I I, I didn't even know he was hurt uh, until I looked up and saw he wasn't playing in the game Sunday. Mm -hmm. What's his injury? Hamstring. Hamstring. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that – I'm going to – pick 49ers for the same reason I picked the Chiefs earlier. Even with a healthy Murray, they struggle against the 49ers because they struggled all year. Uh, With a Colt McCoy, I don't think they have a a chance in hell to uh, I don't know how many times I got to quote Bis McMahon tonight, but they don't have a chance in hell to, in my opinion, to beat the 49ers with with Colt McCoy out there. So, no, man, to me, that's that's an easy one. I I still have a lot of respect for that 49ers defense. you ain't about to roll some some backup out there and beat those guys.
1: Nickelodeon. Yeah, you might you you might be reaching your limit on quoting missing man tonight, but uh, I think the Cardinals are on track for you to be able to cut, be able to quote one more time. Uh <laughs> well, probably yeah, at least one more time at the end of the season when they tell Cliff Kingsbury that he's fired. Um so with that being said, I'm also gonna roll with the forty nine ers I think they are defensively uh just too strong for the Cardinals. Uh and I think as Terrence said, they as a healthy as a fully healthy team they would struggle with the forty nine ers stuff. So coming
2: in uh you know potentially with a highbo or a completely missing uh first string quarterback definitely doesn't bode well for them that, that was my standing ovation for Nick uh properly using uh Vince, a Vince reference right there thank you yeah man I do, I do, I I do what appreciate I
1: can. it I do what I
0: can
1: <laughs> I'm here I with you.
0: <laughs> well I'm gonna go San Francisco also uh hopefully we can get the win um the we're not well I mean it's the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have not been that good this year. Uh, but again, I will say this, Terrence: we have not played good against the Cardinals, though. The Cardinals, they usually do play pretty good against us. The, I don't know the favor. The matchup is not like it is against the Rams. However, the Cardinals just haven't looked good against anybody really this year. And with or without Kyler Murray, I think this has to be the night, Monday Night Football, where the Niners really do flourish. I think this has to be the night where they show me what I was looking for on Sunday night last week against the Chargers. I need to see a 40-burger. If not a 40-burger, at least 35, 37. I need to see some points, or I need to see a lot of yards, you know, and I need to see more more touchdowns than field goals. Um, And, you know, that's pretty much it. Just, you know, just use your weapons. You know, get your superstars involved early and often. And, you know, capitalize off every opportunity, you know, and, and don't leave anything out on the field. They, they sometimes can do that. So this is the night where I'm looking for the Niners to really show up and show out. The Cardinals have not been that good. Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, I think that divorce is coming pretty soon. Kyler Murray will probably hang around a little bit longer because of the contract he just got. But, um, man, guys, it looks like Kyler Murray really was watching, you know, playing too many video games instead of watching film. It just hadn't looked too good. Colt McCoy got right in there, got a dub. Uh, again, he was playing against uh Staffordless Rams, but still. But that's it for football. That's it. We did all the games. I mean, we didn't go through the other games. They were really one that, I mean, Chicago and Atlanta, again, that game should be pretty entertaining to watch. I just didn't want to waste a lot of time talking about who would win and why. Let's get into this KD talk. Kevin Durant came out. And he said, uh, exactly what did he say? He said something about uh, why he, you know, why he wanted a trade or some of his reasons, I guess he was explaining on why he wanted the trade. And I just want to know what you guys think about it, you know, on what he said. Should he have said it? I thought I saved that here, but I don't. But anyway, guys, he pretty much said something – uh, and this is not an end. I quote. I've got, right I've got it right here. You have it. Okay, he said, good. Our, he
1: said, "Look at our starting lineup: Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neill, Joe, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me." It's not a disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's it. All right. So, you want to give your take on what he said? On what he said, and should he have said it or whatever? I mean, and I'm not even saying he. Well, you can, you can explain if you think he's right or wrong, but also, is it time because of what he said? How do you take it? How was it received in the locker room? And is he trying to get traded? And if so, do you do it if you're Sean Marks?
1: I'm going
0: to defer on this one. I'm going I'm to give him a chance. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank he, you. He wanted to
2: toss him I, his uh, When I first heard him, I just when feel I, like Terrence has a very interesting take on this for some reason. Well, I appreciate that. That's, no, thank you. Um, when I first heard the comments, the first thing I thought was, KD wants out of there. He is tired of the circus. This man followed Kyrie here and has been a part of nothing but a catastrophe the entire time. And listen, guys, KD at the end of his career. They say, you know, there's no guarantee that he'll play 20-plus years like LeBron has done. KD has had some, some major injuries, uh, and, you know, he might not just, he might just not want to play for another year or two, maybe three. We don't know that. But after kind of going down the history of KD that's coming, I think KD is just one of those guys, man, that's just openly, brutally honest. He does not really know how to give you anything but his authentic self, and I think that's a pro- that's why he gets into so many disputes with people because he doesn't know how to, like, turn Kevin off. He's never not Kevin unless he's got a burner account. And even and even he has a burner account because he had to get these things out. He couldn't hold it. <laughs> right. Which, <laughs> which if we, it, guys, I don't know how much you have been paying attention, but this could very well be the last night or the last week of Twitter. I think Kevin Durant's burner account is a top five funny moment in Twitter history. Just had to put that out there. Um, but no, I just, I just think that Kevin Durant is just such a honest person to a fault. And, um, and I think that's really what that was, you know, and, and was it, was it disrespectful? Absolutely. But I don't know if he was intentionally being disrespectful. Like I initially thought he was, that's my take. I just think that he's just so openly, openly and brutally honest. Like you never get anything as opposed to where another particular superstar I don't think you always get his real emotion. He, you get, you get him trying to manipulate the media. Sometimes Kevin Durant ain't trying to manipulate anybody. He's just Kevin. he can't help it. That's the problem.
1: That definitely led up to the billing that I had for, for how interesting should with fake would be I can't really argue with any of it. Um, which I guess is kind of counterproductive to the great debate show. <laughs> I can't really argue with a whole lot of it. Um, uh, you know that's that's kind of been Kevin's part. It's is kind of his pattern, uh, his entire career. You know he's gonna gotta say what's on his mind, and, and you know I mean like you know when you read the words, just kind of without context, it's very easy to look at it and go, you know, wow, why would you say that? You know, kind of about your teammates in a public forum that way. Uh, even if you even if you actually feel that way, you know it, it's not really helpful for you all team situation to say it. But then it makes me think, okay. If he was comfortable or if he just felt the need to say that and this has been who he's been his entire career, then is it possible that the guys in the locker room understand where he's coming from and it doesn't produce the animosity that you would think, that, you know, from the outside you would think it would? Uh, I think that being said, the other kind of powder keg to the situation that could cause it to be an issue is the return of Kyrie Irving. Um, because I I would be curious to know what his stuff w everything he's got going on, the effect that that's having uh on that locker room along with, with everything that's going on with Ben Simmons. Um and so I, I think the Kevin Durant thing kinda gets it will kinda get thrown into the mix of being one of those potential distractions with his net team, not that they necessarily need anymore. Uh, but when you when you think more about it, you know, like 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 we like Terrence said. This is who he's been. He's always been, you know. And and one thing that I heard about uh, or that Max Kellerman kind of analyzed about him is that Kevin Durant doesn't see himself as mega-superstar basketball player, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, when people on Twitter go at him, he doesn't see himself as above them because of who he is and and the basketball he plays and the money he makes. So he's going to respond to you just like he would respond to if it was a LeBron or a Damian Lillard, or somebody that's, you know that's on that superstar level with him. Uh, I only say Damian Lillard because because they're playing the the, uh, the Trailblazer tonight, and uh, they're winning, by the way. And Kevin Durant has over thirty points for those who may be interested in those stats. Um. So yeah, yeah. So like I said, with that being said, you know Kevin Kevin's who he is. It is a uh, it's certainly an interesting guy to be able to get an interview with from a journalistic standpoint. Um but
0: I think it may be a little more much to do about nothing as it pertains to the next locker room. Okay. All right. Good stuff, guys. He wasn't wrong, though, was he? You know? No. No, he's not wrong at all. He's not wrong at all. But, yeah, you you know, sometimes you just kind of think, like, no, you probably shouldn't have said that out loud, though. But uh, I don't know. But, look, guys, when Kyrie comes back, if he comes back on Sunday, they say he's getting close. He may be clear to return on Sunday, if he does, can they get on with this and can they finally just play basketball like KD wants? Will it be just about basketball or will it be other distractions? They've got the coach. If they get Kyrie back, is this the end? And can they just play ball or will there be something else by by all-star break? Or before that, probably.
1: Uh, as well to Kyrie. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I think as we kind of discussed at length, you know, The things that Kyrie does, I don't think are accidents. I don't don't think he, I don't think he, it's hard for me to believe that he could be naive enough to think that the things that he does would not cause the reactions that they do. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, it's almost a lot like Kevin Durant in that it's like, he doesn't see himself as superstar basketball player, Kyrie Irving. But with Kyrie, it feels like he's manipulated. Like, like it's, it's, I've heard it termed as uh, uh, what they call it, weaponized incompetence. So he acts like he doesn't know what what his platform and what his influence is when it benefits him. But then when he but when he can use it, then he 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 acts as if he knows he has his platform. So it's very weird to me the way he does that um, and the way that he you know he kind of tries to come across sometimes as the smartest guy in the room. Uh, that being said. Uh, kind of in context with this, I do think that the Nets were excessive kind of with this whole thing, and I'm curious to see how the uh, Players Association is gonna handle this. Um, whether they, you know, I don't know. I don't know what their what their next steps could potentially be. Um, you know, once Kyrie's actually back on the court, I don't know if they can try to set in some sort of uh, rule for this type of situation going forward. Obviously, this is a bit, a bit of a one off kind of a extreme, um, unique situation. But I'd be curious to see
0: kind of what the, what the aftermath of all of this is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Here we go. We'll see how it goes, and um, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, who do they play on Sunday? Uh, I'm not looking the at the right. The Grizzlies. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The Grizzlies in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Okay. That will be interesting. The Grizzlies and the Brooklyn Nets. Not a. And not even a... The
2: first game they had this year, they had a. They had a pretty good duel, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was there.
0: You were. That was a good one. That sure was. Okay, so yeah, they about John, to wrap it up John already. Desmond,
1: Kyrie, and KD all had over 35.
0: That sh- sure was. That was a hell of a night. And that's what Kyrie could be coming back into. We'll see how that goes. Probably a little rusty after missing five, six, seven games, however many it's been. But we'll see. Yes,
1: okay. No Desmond Bain, unfortunately.
0: No Desmond Bain. He yeah, is out. He's out for two to three weeks. Yes, Jared Jackson did return. on uh, He returned on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night, I mean, in New Orleans as they played the Pelicans and lost. That was supposed to have been Jai versus uh, Zion, but Zion didn't play. He also didn't play the next night uh, where they won again against – I forgot who they beat last night, but, again, it was still no Zion. Uh, They say it's a foot, foot and ankle or whatever. Once again, Zion, you know, this is all the time it seems like. It as good as he can be. He's just always missing some games here or there. Now, I know he hadn't missed a lot yet, but he's still been out for three or four now, and he's set out of back-to-back games there. So, uh, But, look, Brandon Ingram is looking good. New Orleans looks like a good basketball team. Those guys were hooping. I watched them beat my Grizzlies the other night, even though Ja didn't have Desmond Bain. Uh, he did get Jackson back. But, um, <clears throat> guys, the, <laughs> the Pelicans look good. They Those guys were hooping. A lot of guys making threes. That I don't, I don't even I don't even know who they are. So New Orleans definitely can do, as we said, what the Grizzlies did last year, make that that big jump. Not saying it'll be number two seed jump, but man, they look good, and McCullum is leading the way. Okay, so yeah, I
2: think the biggest thing about New Orleans is that, and I, I'm very very surprised that more people are not talking about it. But as good as they are right now, they are still in line to possibly have number one pick in the draft next year.
0: Uh, because yeah. of how bad the Lakers are, yeah, yeah. We are. We're That's
2: talking about Roman Yana possibly going to New Orleans.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that interesting. would be ridiculous. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. The New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans are doing good things. Shout out to Willie Green, head coach, uh, doing a tremendous job. Uh, Chauncey Billups is doing a good job also. Uh, in Portland, uh, Mike Brown is doing a pretty good job in Sacramento. They put up 153 points. Damn, My a goodness. few nights ago. Uh, Terrence, I think you said that that was like their best game in history, <laughs> in Kings histi- yeah, history. Yeah, in history. Yeah, and it very well may be statistically for sure. That was a hell of a game. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it. Basketball, we just wanted to talk about KD and what he said and Kyrie possibly coming back on Sunday uh, against the Grizzlies at home in Brooklyn at the Barclays. That should be interesting. And we talked about Thursday night football. The Titans beat the Packers. Ryan Tannehill playing good football. And the Titans look like, hey, when we get in these playoffs, watch out. Don't forget about us. They do what they do best. Mike Vrabel and company went under the radar. We talked about all of the Sunday games coming up. Well, the important ones anyway. Prime time, mostly Monday night, Sunday night. Uh, the Ravens are playing the Panthers. We didn't spend any time on it, but T, who, who you got? What game is this again? Panthers Ravens. <laughs> just because we didn't with with, with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. With whoever, but yeah, with Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I I don't, I don't have any faith in Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Ravens are not. And and listen, I get it. He'll probably have the best game of his career. I guess this is my Ravens, but I, uh, I think that defense should be reinvigorated and and there's a lot of praise going to that defense now. Um, since they've added Roquan. So I, I I don't think that Baker Mayfield really, even on his best day, would will, will have a good day against this Ravens team. Because I think the defense now is going to not become the liability that it once was at the beginning of the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to pick Baltimore. to quote, Nick Baltimore in a baptism.
0: <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> okay. And, and Nick, yeah, uh, real quick, Eagles, Coats. We I, I passed through these games because I knew they weren't worth talking about. But again, since it's your team, Eagles, Coats. Yeah, uh,
1: we're gonna be out for blood. That's just really the bottom line. Blood um, if and guts. Thinks, if anybody thinks this is gonna be the uh, Jonathan Taylor back bounce back game, um, if he's even healthy at this point, I'm gonna tell you now, you are sorely mistaken. Uh, obviously, we've had our struggles stopping the run the last couple of weeks. Between Damian Pierce and uh, who do we just lose to the Commanders, uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. So how he you know, Pumper goes out and signs two 300 plus pound defensive tackles uh, with a lot of experience in the league. So we sure have that issue. Um, Offensive of line is still what it is. The rest of the team is still what it is. I got the Eagles in a double digit win.
0: The Philadelphia Eagles signed Linval Joseph uh, on on Wednesday. And then they came right back on Thursday and signed Dominican Sue. somebody that I had been talking about for a little over a month or on and off for a majority of the season. Well, right. <clears throat> yes, that's yeah. right. For a majority of the season, I've been uh, raving for uh, John Lynch and Shanahan and the Niners to go get Sue because Armstead and Kinlaw have been out. And not only have they been out, but DJ Jones, the, the, the lack – man – we we really do miss his presence, him not being there. DJ Jones signed with the Denver Broncos during the offseason as a free agent. And um, I don't know how well he's performing over there, but I'm sure he's doing just fine. We miss him right now. When when Armstead was out or Ken Law missed a game or two here or there, you didn't really notice it because DJ Jones was that big wide body, you know, closing that gap, filling that gap, allowing Fred Warner and whoever else to come shoot the gap and. We haven't had that. Sue is somebody we should have went after. Kudos to Howie Roseman and the Eagles for going out there, getting their man or their men. In back-to-back days, they got two DTs who were doing nothing but waiting on a phone call. And, hey, I like the aggressiveness. I like the fire. They're saying we're going for it all. And Philadelphia Eagles fans couldn't be happier, I'm sure. I would have loved for the Niners to have done this. For whatever reason, I guess the Niners think they'll be fine. Okay. I watch, though, and what I see at times, I think they could use him, even with those guys back. But that's neither here nor there. I got the Colts winning. Um, I know they're not supposed to win, but they weren't supposed to beat the Raiders either last week, were they? Uh, Nick, if the Colts do beat your Eagles, I'll tell you, man, I'm telling you, it's nothing worse than to lose to a Saturday on a damn Sunday. That's what's going (laughs) to happen. That's what's going to happen. Book it. Two Straight losses for the Eagles, two straight wins for the Colts. You can guarantee it. All right, that's all right, it. Like, hey. <laughs> this that's, that's, that's it, man. That's all I got. This has been one of the quickest shows ever. Um, I can't believe it, but we're about to wrap it up and make history here. Uh, I don't have anything else other than the Niners. If you don't put on the showcase that I want to see, if you don't put on the performance, the entertainment, I mean, I want to see some entertainment on that offense. McCaffrey, I want to see him in the backfield. I want to see him in split backs. I want to see him in a slot. I want to see him running out of the backfield, wheel routes, out, whatever. I don't give a damn. I want to see a little bit of everything. Use these guys right. You've got toys. Play with them. Act like it's Christmas and play with them. If not, I'm going to be explaining to you all on the next episode while Sean Payton should be the new head coach for the San Francisco 49ers in 2023. I said what I said. Uh, Look, again, I'm not saying the Niners won't, you know, like, figure this thing out. Everything is still new, I guess. But you can't tell us and the reporters that it looks like McCaffrey's been out over here for five years, and then he basically gets 38 yards the next game. You have to figure out ways to use him, not just letting him run up the middle over and over and just, you know, continuously with the, you know, just being repetitive. I want to see the creativity shut of hand. If not, I'll be explaining why Sean Payton should be the 49ers head coach of the 49ers in 2023. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got, guys. What have I missed? What did I miss? I mean, we still got time, but I mean, I would like to wrap it up if possible. But what did I miss? If there's anything that you guys. Uh, you know, think that needs to be said or talked about or debated. Let's get to it. If not, this is it.
2: I'm good. On, I'm good. On, I'm good on my end, man. I, uh, looking forward to the games this weekend. What about college? is big college
0: games? Well, the, 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 you know what the football, the new playoff, the top four, I think it's new. I think it's changed a bit. I'm not sure. What do we got? TSU. I mean, TCU. We've got, uh we've got uh, of course Ohio State, Georgia, and I'm missing the other. But Alabama's is Michigan mis- I think I was it is Michigan. Was Clemson. Is it Clemson? I thought Clemson, it was Michigan. Clemson
2: lost. I think it's Michigan. Oh, yeah, Clemson got beat down by Notre Dame. I think it's Michigan.
0: I think it is. And and But well, either way it
2: goes, Michigan and Ohio State have to play against each other. So mm-hmm.
0: one of one, one of those yeah.
2: two will be in one of them and, and one will be in one will, one and wanna be out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, and Alabama um, won't be, won't be in there. That's for damn sure.
2: Alabama won't be in they can't, and they can they can't win the um they can't win the uh, what's the name They the can't SEC win the Chep? SEC this year. No. Uh because they lost to LSU and LSU will finish with a at the, at least the same record or, or better.
0: That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, so, you t- so your top
2: your
1: top four is Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, followed by Tennessee, LSU,
2: and USC. So a very interesting year this year, man. It's going to have a Kind of a
0: change of the guards a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's about it's about damn time. I, I, I'm here for it. All good. Uh, Duke and Kansas played uh, the other night, talking about NCAA hoops. Kansas mm-hmm. got the win, but uh, Duke still looks pretty good under their new head coach since Coach K is gone. Uh, the Tar Heels are number one in the country, but they struggled. They barely won against uh, Gardner, Webb, Webb Gardner. I forget that school, but they barely beat them, but they got the job done. Uh, oh, my Tar Heels. I don't really talk much about the college games anymore uh, <laughs> since since I've been so HBCU uh, lately here. But those are still, you know, my Tar Heels by, by heart. And um, we're going to get into some more NCAA hoops for this year, this season. And uh, <laughs> Calipari, once again, we got to talk more about him. I've always thought that he was a heavy, heavy top recruiter, but he just – never was one of the best coaches he went and he lost a double overtime a game against uh Michigan State those Spartans and you know Tommy Izzo doing what he's been doing for a long time there so I watched a little college hoops the other night and uh pretty good it was pretty good I hadn't did it in a while so I just thought I would bring it up since since we were trying to figure out what else we could say or bring up uh but that's all I got ladies and gentlemen um what, one, one quick question before we leave because I didn't know if we all agree with this or not. Do we have a debate with Jamie Foxx versus Will Smith, or no? Did we all go the same way with that?
2: Well, are we are we debating talent?
0: We were debating talent, or yeah, whatever, anything, but yeah, talent definitely has to plays a part to it. Yes,
1: I think if there's a debate, if the debate is talent,
2: the answer is almost always Jamie Foxx, right? And and and, there, and there might be Jamie Foxx over pretty much anybody.
0: Yeah, I see, mean, like yeah. so, we're you know, so. overall talent,
2: uh, so. I do think that those two guys kind of mirror each other a lot. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, there's an interview somewhere during the filming of Ali where Will Smith was talking about how talented Jamie Foxx is. So now, when it, when it comes to talent, there's not many people in in show business history that's going to have as much as Jamie Foxx uh, has. Now, if we're talking about straight acting. All right, we can talk about it. Uh, but as far as just overall talent, which is it was Jamie Parker's music, comedy, mm-hmm. acting, uh, just entertaining in general, man, I'm rolling with Jamie 10 times out of 10. And I, I, like I said, I, I take it pretty much over just about anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. So this is the reason why we haven't done it, ladies and gentlemen. We, we struggled with Usher versus Chris Brown. We all went Usher, Jamie Foxx versus Will Smith. It looks like I see why we haven't done it now. We've all kind of we're all kind of going Jamie way. And there's no kind of to me. There's nothing Will can do better than Jamie, in my opinion. Uh, as good as Will Smith is. Now if we're talking about box office numbers, that's where Will Smith may have Jamie at. But as far yeah. as just acting, yeah. as far as just Will Smith's rapping versus Jamie Foxx singing, as far as Grammys or Platinum Plats or record sales, or uh, you know, just again, as Terrence was just alluding to. The man can sing, act, and make you laugh as a comedian. Um, TV show, a hit. His albums, hits. <laughs> you know, uh, he's won every award he possibly could win, I think, except for a Tony Award and a Golden Globe. He's he's did it all. Uh, from Oscars to Emmys to you name it, Jamie is the man. And again, yep. just from a talent standpoint, I've always thought for quite some time now that he is the most talented brother in Hollywood, in all of Hollywood, because there's nothing he can't do. Just a jack of all trades. He can, not to mention, he can also play the piano. Uh, you yeah. know what he did with Ray. I mean, the, the brother just bad, man. So this is the reason why we hadn't done that debate. But we're going to come up with something. As I, I, I mentioned Jay-Z and Nas, but again, uh, I, I just, I don't know where everybody's head is on that one. I mean, I feel, I Think we may have a debate, but then again, well, we I, may, we may not. One, give me
2: another week to kind of process Nas's uh, latest work.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, It takes yeah. me about
2: a week or so to read it. See, I I, I've already like listened to an album for like five minutes and it's like, oh, 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 give me a week or two, man, to process the album. That's a lot to take in.
0: I've already heard the whole thing yeah from front to back, so yeah, I'll wait on UT. No problem. Uh, but yeah, I heard it when it came out. I mean, I've listened
2: to it, but I just I just like for apples to grow on me to get the real full effect.
0: Right, right. Uh, but
2: it sounds no, it sounds great though.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. They yeah. did,
2: did a wonderful job putting that together.
0: They've been doing some good work the past year, year yeah. and a half here. They yeah. have. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna find something to debate in entertainment though, because like it's just time. And uh, I've had some good debates with a few people, but when I come back to you all, we're all kind of still on the same page. So. We're going to find something that we can argue about, damn it, and we're going to get it to you. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Great Debate Show. Even if we got to bring the Frosted Flakes versus the Raisin brand back up, I don't know. Man, get out
1: of <laughs> here,
0: man. For real, get out of here with the Raisin Bran. <laughs> All right, but that's it, ladies and gentlemen, again. Um, Nick, there's nothing worse than losing to a Saturday on a Sunday. I'm telling you, man. Um, this is it for the great debate show. Um, I'm gonna keep that in mind, ladies. Remember what Nick said, he said it was gonna be baptism. Uh, and now I believe Terrence and the, the Ravens could do that at home against the Panthers. But man, it, it, it's something about going into the RCA dome, Lucas Oil Field. I mean, I said RCA, that's so old. The Lucas, Ooh. Lucas Field, yeah. And what well, man, that's gonna be a game that's gonna be rocking in that biatch. Saturday, just get everybody going. He's kind of like the Caucasian Mike Singletary. Like, I don't know how good he's really going to be at long, long term, but short term, he just makes you just want to just say, man, just give him a beer. I want to have a beer with him. Man, just get out here and just play some football. And everybody just seems to just buy into whatever the hell it is he's selling. And you heard what he said after that first win. He was like, victory Monday, you know what's up. I see y'all Wednesday. If you want to win a locker room over, that's how you do it. Give those guys a few days off. And that's exactly what they did after the win. You think they're not going to try to get another day off, Nick? It's over for you, man. It's over for you. I still think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the San Francisco 49ers will go into Philadelphia and beat those guys in the NFC Championship. That is if they're not one and done. I'll explain after they lose to the Colts uh, about that. And if they do win – I'll reaccess everything and you know we'll go from there. But um I just think that Sue and Joseph, I like those signings, but I don't really know how good those guys still are. And if they are washed, then hey, Howie Roseman tried. But we'll see if they get gashed or not. They did need to make those signings because they've got Derrick Henry, they've got Jonathan Taylor. We're coming up Sunday, they've got they've got some running backs. Uh, coming coming their way. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, that's it, guys. We we got it under an hour. It's the Great Debate Show available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download. We will be back to give you the rundown after all of the games was over with on a Tuesday morning, Monday night, however you want to look at it. Shanahan, I got Sean Payton. I got Sean Payton on speed now, bro. I'm telling you, man. Come on with it. Come on with it. If you're that guy, if you're that brilliant guy, come on with it. Let's see it. I want you to play with those toys like this Christmas morning. All right. That's all I've got, guys. Anything else? Hey, that's it for me, guys. All right. Lamar Jackson, you know I mean? Lamar Jackson is going to be the surprise, 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 surprise guy and team when they have OBJ when we come back on the next episode. Do you think that could happen? It's possible. It could it's possible. Yep. It's possible. OBJ's about to make his he's about to make his mind up. And they say that it could be the Giants. But I think it's a wild card team that nobody's talking about. Why would he pick the Giants over the Chiefs? That, that's a head scratcher. And after the Packers loss, I mean after the Cowboys loss, you would think the Cowboys would be talking more. but now we're not hearing anything this week about OBJ. Is he really going to the Giants? I don't know. The Giants are playing the Texans. And uh, I mean, they're playing. I don't know who they're playing. I said it, but it doesn't matter. I think they're going to win. The Giants, it'll be interesting to see how they look. And, you know, like Brian Dabble can draw some stuff up for OBJ, I'm sure. But we'll see where he goes. All of that and more on a Tuesday. The Great Debate Show. That's it. We're out, guys. Uh, y'all be safe out there. And we hope you have a productive day. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Well, we're well, the weekend, as we're about to head into. Peace out,
2: guys. Peace out, guys. Yep. Take care. You know.